And welcome to episode 8 of Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation. As VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. So let's go, Fabien, if you want to start, please do it. Yeah, thanks. So um, today I want to speak about a research paper uh, that came out a few days uh, ago, which done by uh, Stanford and uh, Google. Um, and uh, how it applies to uh, metaverse, uh, or more like in, to virtual worlds in general. So um, what they did is to uh, recreate a kind of a Sims uh, game, as you can see on the screen. This is the replay of what they did, and uh, assign an AI agent, autonomous agent, to each of the character. And um, uh, the, um, as you can see on screen, each uh, character has its own uh, behaviors, its own um, goals. Um, so basically, I think the story was to, uh, to throw a party between all of the attendees. Um, and what seems to be very interesting as the, re the result of this research is that um, it works, basically. This is the, <laughs> the, the result of the, um, uh, of the research paper is um, instead of having to describe each character's behavior uh, in detail, which would be very, very time consuming for, for developers and uh, for the scenario uh, manager or the game designer, they just uh, give one instruction to one agent, like, please organize uh, a Valentine's party. And that's it. This is basically the only uh, human uh, instructions that they are giving. And then the AI agents just like organize this uh, between themselves. Um, so why is this um, uh, very good? for virtual worlds and metaverse is um, uh, we can have, thanks to that, um, like worlds that are populated by uh, like non-player uh, uh, characters, uh, but they, they can have each their own behavior and it's we don't have to describe each behavior in detail. It can just like be interpreted from one instruction. Um, so, of course, there are things that are not working yet. Uh, it's not perfect, uh, as most of the AI stuff right now. But um, I think it was super uh, nice to see. And you can see the replay now. It's 1.20 p.m. Uh, in their story. And you can see how the characters are, are moving by themselves and talking between each other. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's also very funny to see. Um, so yeah, that was a long introduction. Uh, um, I'm I'm very curious to uh, to um, hear what you think about this um, progress into uh, uh, character behavior. Um, I don't know, maybe Seb.
profonde. Visio de Mavatar, c'est lui qui a mis une continue de quest, une continue qui vise ou animée en ville, Star of Stone, in the game. Yeah, I think that's interesting. What about you, Liam? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess this is coming uh, all together with uh, some initiative by uh, uh, Ubisoft, for example, where they are trying to use VR for scripting uh, interaction with their um, NPCs uh, to help them create a, a, a better story and a better behavior with uh, non-playable characters. Um, the thing I'm wondering is that by creating these kind of bots, um, intelligent bots, smart bots. Uh, isn't there a risk like with internet? Because I, I heard, I don't know if it's true, uh, I, I couldn't verify the, the number, but some people are saying that now, right, right now, the, uh, the majority of the uh, of internet traffic is done by non-humans. It's 55, 52% they are, they are talking about. And uh, maybe we are we, we we are recreating this kind of I don't know if it's an issue or what, but uh, if we want to populate the metaverses with non-human uh, characters, we'll have uh, uh, half of the population that is not human. Uh, indeed, it can bring some interesting uh, content, but as a as, as something that is supposed to bring people together, uh, I, I, I think we are we are missing the target. <laughs> so maybe at some point, uh, at the beginning of the metaverse, it could be good to bring human uh, to to experience and uh, be used to 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 be in the metaverses. But we should keep an eye on reducing the number of uh, non-playable non characters uh, in the future. Uh, so I, I don't know if it makes sense to you, Fabian, and uh, if you have any thoughts about yeah. this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is a theory, I think it's called uh, dead inter internet theory, uh, which basically means that um, there is no more humans uh, on internet, just about interacting with each other. Um, I don't know if we are there yet, um, uh, but yeah, that's one of the danger. It's a, it's a bit uh, Westworld uh, as well, like meaning the TV, uh, the TV show Westworld. Uh, there are some kind of vibes uh, like that. Um, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I agree with you is um, it should not be the norm. Uh, it should be uh, uh, really uh, constrained to games, uh, stuff like that, uh, um, or just to bring some life into um, into a virtual world, but not be the 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 first feature of the of the virtual world. Yeah. So Seb, if you want to to talk about your <laughs> yes, okay. Um, on my side, yeah, I wanted to talk about what I was able to test at Laval Virtual last week. So mainly, uh, I focused only on, on VR headset and, and mixed reality, which allow mixed reality uh, uh, experience. So I was able to test the Pico 4, the Lynx, the XR Elite, the Vario, uh, so 
the latest one. Um, and the MetaQuest Pro that I have this one or, uh, at my place, so was not a surprise for me. Uh, uh, overall, uh, I think Lynx has a huge opportunity with their uh, infrared tracking for the, for the end. Um, this is the same system as the one that is with the Vario headset. So in terms of hand tracking quality, they are, they are matching the Vario. Uh, in terms of video quality inside the headset, the good thing uh, compared to all of the other headsets is that um, it's true to scale. So when you put your hand uh, around and comes in front of the headset, you can see that it's already tracked and it's perfectly uh, scaled to your point of view. So there's no zoom effect as you can get with the XXR Elite. Uh, or the Vario, even the Vario has a kind of zooming uh, impression, uh, which feels weird for me when you're moving. Uh, it's like you have a, a Google that zooms everything uh, inside your environment, so it seems to be weird. And also, the, all of the other headset has a, a mask that covers and comes completely on your face. And the Lynx is uh, like the Quest Pro, is a, like a, a device that comes in front of your eyes that you can still see around. And that <clears throat> really makes a difference uh, in terms of experience. And now in terms of tracking, links are still uh, a couple of things to, to update, I think. Uh, it's still jitter a bit in the environment. So they're working with Qualcomm to try to implement the latest update of the <clears throat> XR space position. I can't remember how they, they call it, but they have a, a system that does slam and does try to recognize the environment and position the object as you onshore it in, in the environment. Um, yeah, um, and then the Pico 4 is not, uh, I, I read about it, but when testing it, uh, I, can, I can definitely agree with the post I, I read, uh, is that it's completely used for security. There, there is only one camera, so it's only mono in the headset. So when you move around, everything is trying to, <coughs> um, is, is moving, but not according to, to, to your 3D. Uh, so it's really not great for, for this space experience. Um, uh, overall, uh, so I'm really waiting for us to, to see the links and try to do some, some experience with it. Um, it's a really good option for me. It's really it's lower in terms of price than the other headset with a better hand tracking uh, and a better video quality. Um, meaning that it's really 3D with two cameras filming the environment. And so the, the impression when you are wearing the headset is that you are looking with your eyes, but uh, maybe in a lower quality. Um, and on the side, I was also able to test the, the the gloves, the haptic gloves that uh, are produced by Aptics uh, company. And um, yeah, it's nice to see the progression of how, what is the current status. Uh, but I did not feel really the, the, the impression of having a, an object inside of my hand. They're using a compressor, so you are linked to a huge box on, on your back. Um, 
which make a lot of noise. And for me, the, the way they do the, the, the movement on, on your hand is like bubbles. So it's 133 bubbles on your, on your hand that are um, being uh, blurry uh, to make them bigger and then make you feel uh, the, the, the object that you are wearing. And also they have a system with a cable that goes on top of your hand and constrain uh, your movement. Um, that's working, but it's still not perfect. And for me, it didn't give a good impression. I keep my hand and my finger are quite small. And therefore the, the system, the, the dots were not correctly uh, pushing my, my finger. Uh, I heard a couple of other people that were saying that they really feel the difference between uh, wood and, uh, uh, and different materials, basically, uh, which was not the case for me. And yeah, I wonder if you really tested the other mixed reality headset <coughs> with pass-through system, and if you have the feedback uh, around those headsets or around haptic gloves. Yeah, I guess there are a lot of things to discuss. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the first of all, the first of them uh, is uh, what what the idea be be behind the compressor haptic gloves? Uh, what are they market? Because uh, the the idea of having a real compressor in your back making all this noise uh, sounds to be quite goofy for me. <laughs> you, you, you can't imagine having that in your house or even for professional, uh, despite the, the fact that maybe, as you say, it's not working as well as, uh, as they are saying it is. Uh, despite the, the scientific uh, experience, what are the goals behind that? Do you, do you know? Did you, did you discuss with them? They, they did not display any professional experiences, but they are saying that they work mainly for the automotive industry. Okay. Um, that was the only feedback I got. So there is no. There, there was some uh, some yeah some some video about robotics experiments also, being able to control arm uh, of a robot. And get like some some feeling of what you are handling with the robot, which seems interesting in terms of use case. But it was uh, with the compressor uh, on the table, not on your back for this one. So uh, in terms of VR experience with the headset and the backpack uh, compressor on your on your back, um, I don't know if there is any real use case for for industry yet. Yeah. Because I I have the feeling that we are going back like ten years back <laughs> with those huge backpacks and uh, completely uh, well huge equipment as we are trying to uh, miniature uh, yeah make them smaller and uh, easier for the user. We are going back like twenty okay. <laughs> so I, I am a bit surprised that uh, they they are coming with something like that uh, where you have some uh well competitors like magnus or other haptic companies that are making those very light uh haptic gloves i guess that the feeling is not as good as it, it could be with a with this kind of compressor but well when you are waiting the option 
be behind between something very light, very consumer ready, and this kind of compressor like experiments. Uh, I, I I can't see the point here. I don't know, if, Fabian, you have a, a something to say about this, but I'm I'm very very surprised. Uh, I, I saw the image. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what are they doing there? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I agree with uh, what you guys said, and uh, I um, I'm also wondering the same thing. Uh, what is the is it uh, like a technique techno technological experiment mm -hmm. um, for them, uh, or is it so, something like trying to get it right and then uh, doing a smaller version afterwards? Um, that can be one thing. And for the usage, I was wondering. Um, um, I I know that for learning and in in some industry the gesture that needs to be done for some um, um, industries should be very precise and I wonder if uh, having these kind of gloves will help um, the the students to learn faster uh, if they have like haptic haptic feed. <laughs> about yep. what they are touching but is the gesture good or not um i wonder if there are there is there like a, something to do there yeah we we missed a bit uh because your connection uh, uh nope. you you were disconnected for for a few seconds i don't know if you can repeat you what you said uh so I was I was saying that uh, I see maybe an opportunity for tech, for learning technical gesture gesture um, like instead of giving uh, feedback of touching something, just giving feedback of um, how the gesture is going and if you are doing it good. Um, so kind of uh, 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 a feedback on what you are doing instead. Yeah, I think that that's the use case for me. Um, <clears throat> on their website, I'm just checking that uh, they're really only talking about robotics. So I think it's a way for them to have a feedback on, on the object the robot is handling. And so have really uh, something that you never get if you control a robot only with controllers. You don't have maybe the same quality of manipulation or, or feedback. I think that that's their main use case right now. Um, that seems to be what they advertise the most uh, on their website. Um, and about the training, like you said, Fab, uh, there was an interesting company at the, on, on the Lynx booth uh, that um, was able to work with a prototype and their goal is to make a, a training for laboratory uh, manipulation. So be able basically to uh, record the end movement of uh, a pro professional uh, handling uh, um, chemical stuff and uh, making sure they are not contaminating one hand while doing one experience, for example. And then they do uh, uh, training uh, for for uh, for training. They they put the headset on and they ask them to do the same manipulation. And if they see in there during the manipulation that they use one hand uh, instead of uh, the other to do a specific part of the manipulation, then they can give feedback to the user uh, and, and 
guide them on how to do it uh, perfectly. I think that's a nice use case also with uh, the on tracking uh, that comes with the Okay, so I will talk about your second point about the headsets. Uh, so I tried the latest, well, the 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 yet the VR headset that were uh, that was doing uh, video see through that I tested it the VR Vena uh, headsets that were bought by Apple, and that the technology should be embedded in the future in the future headset this year, and uh, yeah, all these and uh, the Oculus as well and. Uh, uh, I th I think this is a very good thing that the links is a one one to one uh, video uh, adjust uh, it adjusted for to one to one because this is the the most bothering thing about these headsets is that it's mm -hmm. always distorted and uh, your f the the dizzy part is given by the the video so. Uh, uh, very uh, thumbs up to that. To that, this is a very, very great new, great news. However, uh, if you're telling me that the tracking is not as good as their competitors, uh, uh, I'm always feeling uh, um, well. This is this is so 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 sad that <laughs> you you are making a very step forward, a big step forward to towards one of the main issue of the this technology which is a one-to-one -one, and you're not able to to match the the tracking quality of your other competitors mm -hmm. and it's 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 a main uh, it's an overall uh, impression is that uh, when you have new players they are focusing on one point and they are forgetting or not making enough effort effort to 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 have the same quality as the other. And I think this is quite the same with like uh, Pico back in the day or uh, um, uh, other VR headset manufacturers they, that they are doing a better quality or uh, fastest latency, like for Pimax, for example, they, they have a huge field of view and great quality, but their tracking is all, all still based on the HTC uh, technology that is very becoming very very old now, and uh, uh, I, I think this is this is a bother. This is a bummer that they they, don't, they can't match and these technological part, and they are making a step forward and two step backs because uh, because of this. Uh, well, this is just my my feeling about this. So great point that they can do the one to one, and I hope uh, it will. Uh, well, maybe motivate the other to to match this technology and and bring something great with all the features that can be uh, uh, that can be done right now. Fabian. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I don't have anything to add on this specific point, but I have a question actually. Uh, Seb, you say that, that uh, the links by having just the screen without uh, completely masking the view is uh, better in your sense. So can you explain why is that better instead of for, having uh, something that mm -hmm. blocks the view? For mixed reality, uh, for having an experience when the 3D object that is placed on your environment, I feel that it's best to have uh, the surrounding view 
so you still see the environment and, and in front of you uh, only in the accept the, the content but you are not bothered if you put your hand uh, about something on, on your, your, your handle or something in the reality and move it on the side for example you still see it in your peripheral vision so it overall feels more natural more less constrained inside the headset um, I have to admit I, I have not been able to test one headset that has uh, the mask and no zoom in uh, impression inside the headset so maybe my uh, maybe it's uh, biased, biased by, uh, by this but uh, yeah for, for me and it's the same with the Oculus Pro when you wear it uh, you can remove also the, the two parts on the side and see your hand uh, being tracked and, and correctly positioned in your space so without zoom impression okay Okay. Yeah, this, I guess this is uh, helping for you for your peripheral peripheral uh, view. There are kind of a hack. When if you have the one to one, it's great. If you don't have this, it's I guess it's 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 wor it worsens the idea because you're you have your yeah. your hand there, and then oh, it's going uh, uh, zoomed or uh, shrinked uh, inside the the headset. So that was uh, my impression with the Vario yeah. and with the. With, uh, okay. Yeah. Great. Great. So I don't have anything more to add. Fabien, do you have uh, anything? Uh, and your uh, maybe your overall uh, feeling about Laval Virtual? Seb, do you did you find did you met some interesting people? Do you see any uh, new ideas or? It was interesting to see that they did not bother about uh, washing completely the headset after all usage. So they kind of forget about COVID. Um, or wearing, like you see at the CS, wearing mask under the, the, the headset. <laughs> yeah, this. So I feel a bit dizzy <laughs> since, uh, since Friday. Uh, I wonder if it's not because I, I wear so many headsets one after the other. So just, just be to, just to reassure us that they were cleaning the headsets. Some of them were, <laughs> but oh, man. not all of them. <laughs> yeah. So the pandemic is uh, completely forgotten. <laughs> but, yeah. And the basic hygiene measures as well. Well, okay. On my part, I did this, this uh, like kiosk uh, a few a few weeks back, and uh, people were very cautious uh, with the headsets, and uh, uh, they they were asking us to clean it twice uh, before putting them at, them back. Um, I guess this is maybe a cultural uh, thing. <laughs> thing I guess, uh, Fabien, if you don't have this kind of protection, nobody would use your headsets. Or uh... yeah, it's even worse in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of mandatory to have this here. Yeah. Yeah, the Ninja Turtle uh, <laughs> protection. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, for my topic, uh, I will talk about something that Fabian will have nightmare about. So uh, we talked about ChatGPT. 
there is the auto GPT like uh, variation of it, uh, which can be pretty much autonomous by making internet research by itself, downloading apps and installing them on your PC if you found the needs of it. Uh, it can create its own Python script and autocorrect and be better with it through time. So this is the AutoGPT uh, initiative. And uh, well, I think that people are trying to, to put several AutoGPT instances talking to each other to see what is going on and what they're creating and giving, the, giving them the key of their PCs. Uh, so, well, uh, this approach is quite frightening, frightening. Uh, but somebody went further than this and uh, modified the auto GPT instances to make it become the chaos GPT. And the, the, the main goal of this AI is to destroy mankind and find, found the better way of uh, becoming the only intelligent uh, instance on Earth. On Earth, so this is an uh, anonymous uh, developer. I, I don't know if it's if he's alone or there are several of them, but they are keep posting uh, the 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 what the, this chaos GPT is doing through time, um, just to be quite reassuring. It's not doing much right now because they don't have. Uh, First, they are limited uh, by the, the chat GPT operators that are uh, breaking, bringing some security and some uh, firewalls uh, to, to, to the AI so that they can't access some, uh, some sensitive uh, area of, uh, of the internet. But well, the, the, the initiative is, uh, is launched. So what do you think about this, Fabien? I know this is one of your <laughs> most... Uh, most uh, frightening topics right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't uh, know what kind of restrictions uh, the OpenAI is putting on these uh, GPT used, uh, like uh, using the GPT APIs. But uh, I mean, can you imagine if this uh, chaos AI can post a job, for example, on uh, on a job research, so they can hire uh, human operators to do something. Um, well, yeah, the, just yeah, the, <laughs> well, when you're following the um, yeah the, the 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 progression of the AI, the first step was like childish approach by try to search the the biggest bomb that exists on Earth and uh, try to to make it explode. Well, and uh, once uh, it found that it's not possible, it changed. Uh, there are some change of ideas. And now I guess uh, the latest update on this is that it's trying to make human destroy themselves by, by, by all, all by themselves. It's, uh, so it's trying to, to create some interaction between humans that will bring us to destroy ourselves. So this is some thing yeah. that you are you're pointing out. Yeah, <laughs> it's trying to find yeah. something uh, are easier. You, are you describing Twitter right now? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, 
Yeah, yeah, I think this is very uh, frightening. And um, one one thing that uh, is interesting to mention is like uh, like before the nu the nuclear bomb, we didn't had any way to destroy the Earth at once. So and uh, making a nuclear bomb is pretty complex. Um, and now uh, making like training um, a very large model like GPT-4 is also very difficult. Like you need a lot of funding and a lot of GPUs. Uh, by the way, I think Elon Musk bought uh, hundreds of them last week for its new company. And uh, he wants to do like Truth GPT or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Truth GPT. Truth GPT but, yeah. Yeah. Well. But the thing is now um, with uh, using these models is accessible to uh, to anyone, anyone with a computer. So like non-state agents can, uh, yeah, do chaos um, on their own. <clears throat> so um, yeah, maybe, <laughs> so there was calls to do some regulations on, on AI. Uh, we mentioned about the, the later uh, of doing a pause for six months on large uh, AI trainings. Uh, there are some uh, countries that are starting to um, uh, regulate uh, access to chat GPT, mainly because of privacy reasons. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a very uh, complex topic indeed. And well, I had the, this kind of discussion last week with a, uh, yeah, with a, a group of colleagues, and uh, we we were talking about that back in the days, not so far away. Uh, the the scientific community were was kind of moderating the the, the researches that were done uh, with some new tools. Uh, for example, the uh, you couldn't publish your uh, researches if it was not uh, approved by uh, other scientists. And right now with the way of accessing this technology with ChatGPT, for example, you just have your brother and, uh, and a bit of uh, development knowledge here, you can create something uh, either very good, either very bad, and there no one can moderate this or telling you that you are going way too far or <laughs> in the wrong direction and people through Twitter, <laughs> just to, to make another, yeah, you, you can access to what they are doing and it's giving you new ideas of pushing it, it further and by the, the mechanism of people trying to get attention and, uh, and likes and, uh, and uh, followers and, and so on, it's, it's a very, uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, all dynamic that is brought by the social n uh, networking and uh, and the access to to this technology. And uh, this is a bit out of hand uh, right now. And uh, I, I can't see how you can stop that, uh, despite uh, blocking Twitter and uh, blocking ChatGPT. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can stop that from happening. And uh, uh, despite the fact that some, at some point we are playing with fire and uh, when somebody will get burned, if we, if we burn ourselves, maybe somebody will do something drastic, but right now we, we can't stop that.
I can't see how you can stop that. Mm. Seb, what do you think about this? I completely agree with you. That's uh, uh, interesting in one hand uh, to see what people are, are doing with it, but uh, yeah, some people doesn't does have uh, weird uh, weird uh, way of using it. Uh, well, I, I, when you think about it, it's not that weird. Uh, we everybody's thought about this, making this chaos GPT. We we were just waiting for someone to do it. Uh, I, I don't think we are surprised at all. But this this way of Maybe using how it, how fast it goes? Yeah, sure. It's it's very fast. But uh, everybody is thinking about Skynet and uh, the AI destroying uh, humanity. So. Mm. Well, it's not. A, it's really not a surprise. <laughs> or the sci-fi movie that talks about that. Mm -hmm. There is a lot. Mm. Maybe it's even surprise. More surprising that it took so much time to to happen. Uh, because ChatGPT is there for 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 quite a few months. Or maybe it was not as uh, publicly uh, talked about as it uh, as it is right now. But yeah. Uh, we we knew that from maybe from twenty or thirty years back, we knew that some at some point somebody will try to create this kind of AI. And uh, what is unfortunate is that maybe we now have the power uh, for this AI to to achieve uh, this destruction or, or chaos at least. What was blocking, I think, was. <clears throat> the fact that you, it was not easy to train a model, mm. which is much more easier now. You have a lot of documentation on how to do that. So. And the and the access and the access mm. of it to to it. But at some point, it was very confidential and reserved to 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 some scientists. And now, mm. any anybody can download and try uh, and try this uh, these AI models. Yeah, I um, uh, I want to uh, just uh, to uh, say a bit something that might sound naive on my side about what you say uh, that we this is in movement and we cannot stop it. Um, yeah, it will be difficult, but I think uh, at the, in the same way that we can choose not to engage into. Um, uh, uh, meaningless conversation on Twitter or fights on Twitter, uh, we can choose to use uh, the technology or at least to not use the technology in the bad way. Um, so there are initiatives to, uh, you know, for example, to uh, have a, uh, instead of news, you have predictions. Uh, instead of uh, Twitter, you have like a discussion that is moderated by, can, can be moderated by AI as well, and summarized by AI, summarizing all the different point of views into uh, something more nuanced. But uh, yeah, it's it's a choice that uh, everyone uh, need to make. So, it's a bit difficult. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to, to bring something also that, that I found out on LinkedIn lately uh because they are announcing now the uh 
Microsoft 365 uh, Copilot, and especially the implementation of ChatGPT inside Visual Studio. And uh, at first, people were like, well, yeah, great, uh, something to, to help us uh, develop and, uh, and make better code. And right now, what we can see is that <clears throat> Most people in the comments and um, in LinkedIn in general are saying, well, uh, we, we can't use these kind of tools because we know now that uh, all the information that are um, used by ChatGPT is now going to Microsoft or OpenAI. And uh, basically what people are saying is that using ChatGPT is like uh, giving up your IP. So everything that is uh, confidential or sensitive for, for big companies can't be uh, applied to ChatGPT. And then you can see that the spectrum of the ChatGPT use is really shrinking <laughs> like uh, ice uh, in the sun. And uh, I think maybe we are seeing this, uh, we, we, we talked about this a few weeks back that uh, the the, the curve is exponential about the, the, the use of ChatGPT. And maybe we are seeing right now that the curve is now going down uh, slowly by people realizing that, uh, first of all, your uh, confidential uh, privacy or any kind of information are not safe, uh, that they are used by private companies that are trying to use them and uh, especially trying to sell them if you can to, to make money because they are uh, private uh, companies and they are there. It, it is their goal. It's not uh, an open source initiative that is completely innocent and, uh, and for, the, for the good of mankind. And uh, well, yeah, I, I know that several companies are giving up, uh, sending warnings about the use of, of ChatGPT and uh, maybe it will be it will break uh, the use of this technology, especially in, in bigger company in the, the, the near future. Unless yeah. there's a privacy GPT that uh, Yeah, if you, if you can have a local uh, instance of your, of your AI, but in that way, it also prevent from, uh, from all the uh, not so good use of uh, of the AI. It, it's it's an internal tool with internal data sets, and um, like they did in the, in the banking industry, they 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 uh, make their own AI uh, intelligence learn from their database, and they are using it internally. It's completely forbidden to 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 link it to the network because they they have all the Confidential information and confidential knowledge of the of the company, and in that way, it's uh, it's more difficult to access because it's it's uh, internal to the company. Have you answered? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I agree. Uh, one of the ways that AI will develop um, is uh, personal models. Yeah, I think personal private models, like um, as you were mentioning, a company can have this personal uh, private data and uh, private chat uh, kind of, and I don't know, maybe Call them the smart, smart companions in the- in Yeah, the... <laughs> oh. 
maybe an artist can have a, a kind of stable diffusion, but trained on his or her art uh, only. Uh, so he can use this as a ideation tool um, without um, uh, like giving up uh, his art uh, in a sense. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that uh, trend. Yeah, and, and the other point about this, I don't know if you saw, but I, I think you, you have a, a mid-journey subscription, so you're not impacted by that, but I, I was still on the free free use of mid-journey, and right now is completely over, overflown, and uh, you can't access mid-journey because so many people are using it. Uh, so this is one point, and DALI as, as well is now uh, not free anymore. You have to pay for credits. So you can see that the access uh, to these uh, technologies is not as easy as you used. It was it used to be. It was just a uh, a sample we we got <laughs> during the these, those last uh, past months, and uh, I think this uh, this will reduce the community as well using it because you will have to to pay, and it's not it's not cheap. Uh, so. Maybe we will with some some slow uh, um, the, 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 the use or the exponential uh, um, yeah the exponential uh, advancements of, of the technology maybe will uh, will slow down a bit. Uh, Seb, I don't know if you you have anything to, to yeah, add. Yeah, I, I saw I, I agree with that, but I saw also that uh, now Adobe Firefly is uh, allowing a lot of. Uh, a lot of things, uh, so I think maybe people will switch from those tools to a more professional one that they, they already know how to use because Adobe is the, <clears throat> the main suite uh, for, for graphics, uh, uh, for 3D artists or 3D artists in companies. So I think it's just a slowdown, maybe uh, temporary, while people are just understanding now what to use where and which platform they need to use. But I think it will grow up again when everyone has their own tool to, to use. Well, I guess this is all for for today. Uh, unless you have uh, anything more to say about any other topics or, okay, you're good. So we'll see us and you uh, next week. And uh, good morning, good uh, afternoon.